Hey, this is Dominique, and you're listening to Quick Kiss and Frogs, the podcast exploring dating and relationships from the perspective of a therapist who's been there herself. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Quick Kiss and Frogs. I'm so excited to have you listening here today. And I wanted to start by giving y'all an idea of who I am, my background, and what this podcast is all going to be about and what you can expect going forward. So like I said, my name is Dominique. I'm a therapist. I've worked with a lot of clients over the years, both individuals and couples. And one of the most common topics that we have addressed is people's love lives. That's right. Romantic relationships are a topic that seems to be front of mind for almost everyone, which makes sense because our romantic relationships are some of, if not the most important relationships we will ever have. Whether it is obvious in the case of you know, a spousal relationship where that relationship is the most important or whether it's in a dating relationship where the dating relationship might end. You may not end up with that person for very long, but through the experience of dating him, you are going to learn about yourself. You're going to learn about the world and that experience can be really pivotal in shaping who you are as a person, who you become, um, how you see the world, and how you approach life going forward, even after that relationship has ended. And I love talking about relationships. I love working with couples and individuals who want to address their love life and who want to make a change and who want to find a way that they can help themselves get from where they're at in their romantic relationship to where they want to be so that they have the chance to develop and cultivate a close, intimate, happy, healthy, and lasting romantic relationship. And one of the things that I noticed in my clinical experience as well as my own personal experience is how much of the advice out there is absolute, terrible, garbage nonsense. Um, When I was in my 20s and I was dating, I got so much advice, both from friends as well as from self-help books and outside resources, that was just an absolute crock and did not do anything good for my dating life or for helping me get into more satisfying, rewarding relationships. It really only led to frustration and heartache. And dating is difficult enough as it is. It's not always an easy process, even when you are going about it in the best of ways. There's still going to be disappointment. It still can be painful. And it it takes some courage to get back up um, and get back out there after you've had a little bit of a heartbreak, after you've been disappointed or let down in dating. And In my experience, I found that a lot of the advice I got just led to more of that disappointment and it didn't actually help me to do anything different or have better luck going forward. And unfortunately, I've seen that my clients experience the same thing. The advice that they're getting and the the lessons that they're taught from friends and family, from society at large around them and the things that they're hearing about what to do to help themselves in their dating or in their relationship are really not working for them. You know, that's why someone ends up in my office. It's because what they're doing so far hasn't been working and they need some help. And 
that's a wonderful step to take. And sure enough, when I'm working with clients, most of the time we are able to work together to find ways to help them make improvements in whatever the issue is within their romantic relationship that they want to work on. And I have realized that I don't want to keep those insights that I've learned from my clinical practice and my personal experience to myself. Those lessons and those suggestions and the practical advice and the tough love is all stuff that deserves to be shared with people because that's what I wanted when I was dating. I wanted someone to give me really straightforward, practical advice that worked. And that's what my clients have wanted is they want advice that works. And sometimes that can be a tough pill to swallow. The advice does not always feel as comforting um, and encouraging and supportive as we would really like it to. But sometimes that tough love is needed in order to help us reevaluate things clearly and make the changes we need to make so that we can have the relationship we want to have and achieve the changes that we want to achieve. And that is what I'm here to do with Quick Kiss and Frogs. Um, I know that we as humans are social creatures. We are made to develop communities and to cultivate deep relationships together. And as humans, we are better when we're together. And it's the same way when you are navigating dating and relationships. It's so tough as it is and doing it alone without any outside insight or advice, no one who can be a trusted sounding board, that makes it so much harder. Um, And so navigating dating and relationships is better when you are together with someone who can be on your team and be in your corner and give you encouragement as well as tough love when it's needed. And so that's what I want to do for you. I would like to give you the suggestions and the insight and share the things that I have learned that I wish someone would have shared with me when I was single and dating and that I have always done my best to share with my clients when they're sitting in my office and struggling with some aspect of their dating life or with their relationship or their marriage. And so we're going to explore all kinds of topics related to dating and relationships. Um, This will include things for people in all different stages of dating, whether you are single, newly single, or have been single for a long time, and you're struggling with just getting to that first date. You're having a hard time meeting guys that are good matches for you and getting on that first date, or whether you're in the dating game, so to speak, but you're having trouble figuring out why stuff isn't clicking for you. You're dating, but maybe you're not in a solid relationship or maybe you're in a relationship, but it's not really with the person you'd like to be with or with the kind of quality to the relationship that you wanted. We'll also talk about relationships that are more committed, such as when you're engaged or newly married. Um, And we'll explore how you make that transition. How do you know when you're ready to be more committed? What do you do if you are ready to take that next step in your relationship? Get more serious. Maybe get engaged and your boyfriend is not ready. What do you do? How do you navigate that? Is it a deal breaker? Does it have to be? Um, And we'll talk about that transition from dating to 
newly married because that's something that I've realized that not enough people are talking about. Even though those transition phases in a relationship, getting engaged, getting married, having a kid, are spots when it can be especially challenging for the relationship and conflict can come up and it's really easy to handle those situations in a way that don't contribute productively towards strengthening your relationship or making it better, but they actually end up bringing in some destructive dynamics. So I want to help you avoid that by giving you the tools and strategies you need to manage all of those relationship transitions. So from the single phase when you're ready to get out there and start dating to the phase when you have dated and you've met your match and you are now a happy newlywed and maybe encountering some not so happy conflicts or challenges. I'm here for you. I've got you and we're going to cover all of it. But throughout all of this, um, the approach is always going to be one that is practical and one that is very honest. I don't want to give you any advice that is going to make you feel good, but not help you get what you want out of your love life. So some of the advice that I have for you might be really helpful and really encouraging for you. And some of the advice that I have just as honest and just as likely to be helpful, but might be a little bit of a tough pill to swallow. And it might not be exactly what you want to hear, but I promise you that if I am giving you some tough love type of suggestions, it is only because that is truly the best and most effective way for you to make a change in that particular situation or struggle that you're facing based off of what I have seen working with so many individuals and couples and seeing the patterns and dynamics that are almost universal to most different types of struggles in dating and relationships. So if you'd like more information about my clinical background, my approach, um, and you know further reading on different dating and relationship topics, you can feel free to check out my website. The link is in the podcast description below, or you can go directly to my website. Just go to quitkissingfrogs.com. So um, in the second half of today's inaugural episode, I want to touch on a little bit about dating in the digital era. So this is for those of you who are out there, maybe, maybe on a swiping app, maybe not. Maybe you've tried online dating, maybe you haven't. But um, whether you're on the apps or not, the reality is that we are living in a very digital era. It doesn't just apply to dating. Everything, it seems to be, is online. It's based in tech. We are all constantly on our smartphones. You know, that's where we have our life basically lived in the digital world through our smartphones, through our laptops and tablets. And the same goes for dating. It The digital world has changed the landscape of dating and that can feel intimidating, particularly if you are someone who maybe was in a long relationship prior to dating apps becoming as ubiquitous as they are. And now you're single and looking to get back out there and it is a brave new world with the dating apps and um, online dating situation that you're facing. So I want to give some suggestions for everyone, whether you're new to the online dating world or you've been there a while but aren't really finding what you wanted out of it. So my first suggestion for you is to not be afraid of the apps. 
don't be afraid of dating apps. And a lot of times, people can think that there's a little bit of stigma associated with dating apps. Not as much as there used to be, you know, when dating apps weren't even apps back when it was eHarmony, the website, before all their <laughs> their revamped commercials and stuff that they have nowadays. Um, but sometimes people attach a stigma about what dating apps are for. Like they think, oh, dating apps are only for hookups. They're only for casual dating. Um, and I'm telling you, that's not the case. That doesn't have to be the case. Dating apps will be what you want them to be. And yes, there are some apps that have a little bit more of a demographic or an audience attracted to them. So for example, Tinder is going to attract a different type of audience than say match.com. But the way that you use these apps, the way that you choose to set up your profile, the way that you swipe and interact with people and the way that you converse with people who have matched with you is going to determine how the app works for you. And so don't be afraid of the apps. Don't, you know, keep your distance and stay out of the dating app world just because of a fear of stigma, but use them and be intentional about what you do with the dating apps. And that leads me to my second point, which is that when you're using dating apps, you want to use that technology as a tool and you want to use it to facilitate meeting people and meeting people in real life. So no pen pal situations. You don't want to spend time on the apps getting to know someone at length. You want to use the apps as a way to meet people who are potential matches do a little bit of a screening process where you can have some small talk. You can get a feel for whether their personality meshes with yours very well. You know, do you have any banter back and forth? Do they have a sense of humor? You can ask questions about things that are major deal breakers for you. If it's something um, hugely fundamental like religion, um, you can ask those questions on a dating app, but you don't want to stay on the you don't want to keep your conversation with a match on the app for too long. You want to meet a match on the app, but then move it into real life with a first date. And that can be a sticking point for people sometimes getting from the match to the first date. And we'll talk more about that in a future episode because it does deserve its own episode. But one of the, one of the big takeaways um, and one of the big things you can gauge from a match on a dating app is how invested they are in actually dating you and you can figure that out by seeing how quickly he is ready to take the match from the dating app to real life so if someone matches with you on a dating app and they want to rush into a real life meetup the same night you know that he probably is not looking to date super seriously. And on the other hand, if a guy matches with you on an app and you guys are chatting and it's been a week or even two weeks of consistent chatting, maybe you have good banter and good conversation, but you are getting into that pen pal zone, there's a good chance that he's probably not super interested in dating you. Yes, he could be very shy or maybe he's having a hard time gauging your interest, so he's holding back. But either way, 
if you are in that pen pal zone, the likelihood is that it's not the match that you're looking for, or that match is not looking for the kind of dating that you are looking for. Um, And so that's part of the beauty of the app is that you can figure that out with someone without having to have gone out on a date with them and potentially spent an evening or a couple hours getting to know someone over a cup of coffee or a drink or dinner and then be disappointed to find out that, oh, you know, he was only looking for a hookup or he was mildly interested but not interested enough to really pursue you in the way that you wanted to be pursued. So use that technology as a tool. And again, it comes back to being intentional with how you use the dating apps. Take ownership of the fact that you are on the dating apps and you're using the app. The app doesn't get to be in charge of you. Um, You are in charge of how you use the app. And then my third tip would be to make your first impression count. So just like first impressions count in real life, the same thing goes when you are on a dating app. You want your first impression to be a good one and you want it to be a really quality reflection of not only who you are, but also what you are looking for. So for example, if you are looking to date someone and you're looking to find someone who's a good match to date them, get to know them, um, and eventually get into a serious relationship and find someone that you could share a life with. You're looking for that life partner kind of relationship and you're starting here by dating to try to find someone who's a good match for that. You don't want your dating app to be filled with bikini pictures. That's going to send a message and as much as we can be upset and say, oh, that doesn't seem fair, that, you know, a certain type of outfit or a certain type of picture sends a message that, yeah, you can say it's not fair, but it is how it is. The pictures you put up are going to send a message um, and men's men will interpret that message often differently than women interpret it. So you might put a picture on your dating app with one thought in mind thinking, oh, I look good in this swimsuit. And so I want to show that I, you know, am fit and I work out and I'm going to put this picture on my dating app. And a guy might see that picture on the app and he might think, he's likely to think, oh, she looks very hot. That's a sexy picture. I bet she is down to hook up. And it's not right. It's not wrong that men and women think differently, but it's reality. And so again, take ownership of how you're using the app. Don't let the app dictate how your dating life goes, but you dictate how you use the app. So if you are okay with sending that message, then by all means, put those pictures up. But if that's not the kind of date or dating experience that you're looking for, then be selective about what you put on the app what pictures you put and what you say and also make sure that you use good quality pictures you don't want a picture that looks like it was taken with a potato in 1998 as the first picture that shows up so this doesn't mean you want to photoshop and filter the photos that you put on there to make them better but it means get some nice pictures of yourself when you're looking your best but not um overly adjusted shall we say and you want to you want to look like the best version of yourself but still realistic to how you look in everyday life so that someone wouldn't be 
thinking, wow, she's unrecognizable when they meet you in person. Um, in addition, you want to make sure that your photos are not including anyone that might be mistaken for a boyfriend or an ex-boyfriend. So if you're if you have a picture with a cousin and it's a great picture of you, but you guys, it's just the two of you in the picture and it's not really clear what the relationship is, that's probably not a great picture to use. Um, if it's obviously someone who's family, you know, if you're standing next to your grandfather in a photo, that's fine to put up. People are going to know that's your grandpa or they'll figure it out and they'll assume correctly. But you don't want um, pictures with, you know, your best guy friend on the app. It's going to be off, again, right or wrong, it's going to be off-putting to men. Just like if you saw a guy on a dating app with a picture of a beautiful woman next to him and he has his arm around her, that's going to make you have questions about who is this lady? What is that deal? And the same thing goes for your your um, dating app profile. And the last bonus tip that I would give you when it comes to using dating apps and being in this digital era of dating is be safe. Um, a lot of people, you know, take the normal precautions. They text a friend before they go out on a date with someone who they're meeting in person for the first time. And that's great and smart. But there's some other things to also be aware of. Um, for example, never ever put your place of employment in your dating app. Don't put your employer's name there. Um, check your pictures that you're using. If there's anything really identifiable, like a local landmark or an address or street sign behind you in your photos, I would be suggesting crop that out. Take, Choose a different picture maybe if you have to, but don't let yourself be... Um, don't put extra information about where people can find you in your dating app. And it's easy for that information to get in there unintentionally. So be cautious. Do a second scan, a third scan through your dating app profile before you hit complete and make it go live. And if you're adding a new picture, again, just check it once or twice. See if there's anything super identifying. Um, obviously, you don't want to have a name bat if you work it up um, in healthcare or something where you have a um, name badge you don't want that to be showing um, in any pictures obviously you don't want your name to be exposed there um, but you also don't want your place of employment exposed and that's something that i've seen as well um, do be sure as always to tell a trusted person when you're going out on a date and when they can expect you back um, if you have the ability to do the find, my, I think it's find my friends on iPhone um, and you can do, you know, shared buddy tracking through your phone, that's, that can be a wise choice. Um, and then again, as all, this applies for all dating, but especially dating apps where you've gotten to know someone a little bit through the internet before you meet them in real life. Be selective about where you go on that first date. Choose a safe place that is public and not only public but populated at the time of day that you're going. So, you know, meeting at the library at 9 p.m., yeah, it's technically public but not populated. Um, 
going out somewhere where there will be other people around is always wise. Um, if you're taking your, if you're driving your own car, you're not doing public transportation or anything, then park somewhere nearby in view of lots of people still in a public place. Um, and if you can't find parking in that area, maybe, maybe don't park there. Um, and definitely if someone is offering to, if someone ever gives you the creeps, that weird gut feeling where you know that something is off, do not be afraid to walk away from that. Don't be afraid to step away from the table and call a friend to come meet you. Don't be afraid to, um, you know, let a waiter or waitress know that you are uncomfortable and that you're going to be leaving and to please you know keep your date occupied until you've gone but just remember that you never owe anybody a date you don't owe someone a date at the first you know up until the point of a second or third date you don't really owe anyone an explanation for not wanting to go on another date with them so don't be afraid to step away if your gut is telling you that something is off those are my um top three tips plus bonus safety tip for dating in the digital era. And I have more information on that on my website. Again, the link is in the podcast description, or you can go to quitkissingfrogs.com. That's quitkissingfrogs.com. But that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I loved having you here and I will catch you back here later this week with our second episode. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss it, be sure to subscribe. And again, you can always check out my website for more information. That link is in the podcast description. Thanks again for tuning in to the inaugural episode of Quick Kiss and Frogs. I know I enjoyed it and I hope you did too. And I hope that you tune in later this week for the next episode.